how's it going, everybody? You're listening to another episode of the Supermarcado Bros Video Game Music Podcast. What's up? This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. Today on the podcast, our topic is menu music. It's a fun idea. Uh, we had this idea, I think, a couple years ago, um, and I don't think we ever officially wrote it down on our laundry list of topics. Um, so really excited to finally get to do this. There's a lot of great menu music in video games, and yeah. so it was really fun researching this topic and listening to tons of menu music from some different contexts. Obviously, there's different types of menus in video games. Uh, we'll talk in a little bit about maybe some of the things, uh, some of the rules that we're using today, some of the music that maybe doesn't count, and some of the music that does. But I'm really looking forward to this because if you just look on our playlist here, very diverse and eclectic, but a lot of heavy hitting games. Absolutely. There's one in particular that's a, a sort of deep cut that's a favorite of mine that I'm really excited <laughs> is on the playlist today. Awesome. Uh, it's got to be there. I'm sure you guys all know what I'm talking about. Very, very cool. So basically the the stuff that counts today, a main menu theme would totally count. And actually that's probably the majority of the tracks on this playlist would be main menu menu themes however um one thing that doesn't count is let's say an example like halo combat evolved where it starts out as really the title screen and you could call it the title theme but the theme continues while you get to the menu that doesn't count because then you're kind of splitting hairs between well is it a title theme is it a main theme what's the difference so any main menu theme we're playing today only occurs during the menu so that was one distinction we wanted to make that's a really good point and i'm glad that you said that carl because I think one of the things that we'll notice about this menu music is is it has a very different function as a lot of other video game music. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes it will use... Uh, melodies or light motifs from the main theme of a game so it's right. almost uh, I mean I think uh, you know if you think about like the Star Fox example how mm-hmm. it uses the main theme that you ultimately hear at the end credits but in sort of a lighter presentation I think what or we'll honestly notice... a great example that we, we're not playing today but is the Sonic Mania menu right sure yeah absolutely like sending up a melody that you've heard or that you're yet to hear but it's more about the mood is very non-combative it's very casual Mm -hmm. it's at your own pace and it's something very distinct to video games because it's a type of uh mechanic that doesn't really exist in other media where you're just kind of (laughs) waiting for the player to make this choice whether it's selecting the level whether it's making your save file uh however kind of boring or banal (laughs) going through a menu is the music is often the thing that gets you excited about the av- adventure and it kind of instills just a little taste of the game that's to come. Well, not only gets you excited, but I think all of us uh, fans of EGM can relate to this. Sometimes when you have a great menu theme, you just put down the controller and stay in that menu just to listen to the great theme. Um, and I remember that happening for a lot of classic games that I grew up with. So we're really excited to, to dive into this topic. Um, we'll mention a couple other types of menus you could have. A file select or a data select is another really popular one. We're going to have plenty of examples of that today. Um, Also like a stage or a course select screen, that is totally fair game. Another thing we're not counting today is character select because I kind of thought that that was its own subgenre, to be honest. Um, 
character select screens tend to have a different type of vibe, in my opinion, usually a little bit more um, amped up. And it just kind of seemed like that could be a, an episode of its own. Oh, so, sure. Because it, that's more associated with genres like fighting games or action mm-hmm. games where it's almost like it's another tier of menu. It's one step closer to the actual gameplay where a lot of this <laughs> menu music yeah. is a little bit more... Uh, it's a little bit more separated from the actual gameplay itself. Exactly. Um, and so it has often a, a sweeter, more subdued kind of background music character. That's one of the things that's so fun about menu music is it's really mm-hmm. the only constraints is that it's pleasant to listen to. Right. And so no character select themes today. Uh, another popular menu theme would be a pause menu. And so I think we have a couple of those too. So let's get into it. What you guys heard was the menu theme from Perfect Dark. And that theme was composed by Grant Kirkhope for the N64, one of my favorite menu themes. All right, let's move on to uh, Stardew Valley, an incredibly popular and beloved game. And I don't know if we've ever featured music from this game yet on the podcast. Uh, And my fiance, Joe, is very excited that we're finally playing something from this because she's kind of been obsessively playing this game for the past like year. Mm -hmm. And so I hear this music all the time just throughout our house. Uh, This is the load game theme. And it's probably the only piece of music I would consider for Stardew Valley that would be straight up menu music. This is the theme that plays when you're basically picking your save file. Uh, Now, this was composed by Eric Barone, who basically created the entire game himself. Let's take a listen to Load Game from Stardew Valley. listening to load game from stardew valley this is composed by uh, the designer of the game as well as the composer of all the music eric barone and this is really delightful very relaxing i feel like this is good music to like maybe even fall asleep to but it's kind of quirky some of the choices the instruments and um, some of the lines that are fading in and out uh not exactly what you'd expect but this is a pretty good indication of the vibe uh that stardew valley has a lot of music like this very relaxing but a little bit quirky Totally. You know, one of the great things about being game composers ourselves is that we've had the opportunity and experience to kind of write in a lot of these situations. So when we have episode topics, you know, like menu music, title screen music, boss battles, that kind Mm -hmm. of thing, we've had to write, you know, kind of countless pieces of music within that framework ourselves. And something that I think is interesting is you know there's there aren't really like classes or anything that you could take that analyze you know why menu music sounds different than title screen music and all this Mm -hmm. stuff that we're talking about and honestly i mean i think our goal with the show is to sort of do that a little bit ourselves but i think it just shows you know how innate this stuff is to so many of us because we've played so many games and this sense of style that crops up time and time again 
and the consistencies between the different examples that we're going to play today, I think is a really sort of marvelous thing. Because when we've mm-hmm. in the past had to write menu music, I think some of the adjectives that you would use to describe it will be very similar to a lot of this menu music. And it wasn't necessarily a super conscious decision. It's just sort of innate. And I think I a lot of menu music I encounter, there's this sense of atmosphere. Uh, not yes. just like atmospheric music, but setting the mood of the experience. The vibe. And also there's a sense of safety to it where it often is way more subdued or maybe it's chilled out or it's relaxed uh that that sense of of space of almost like infinite possibility well and that's the most apparent in like horror games or games that are very intense and dark and we have an example of this today where sometimes the menu theme might be the only point in the game where you feel safe right um and and so yeah that that's a very good point very relaxing very chill music i don't know depending on the genre sometimes there's some different traditions and we're gonna hear that right now in the racing genre of video games sometimes their menu themes are a little bit more jazzy and fun and that's what we're gonna hear right now this is from gran turismo 3 and this is the dealership menu and it's called light velocity and it's a really high energy kind of jazz funk piece uh this was composed by isamu ohira let's check it out bass playing here very progressive very jazzy you guys are listening to light velocity uh the dealership menu from gran turismo 3 this is composed by isamu ohira and for some reason a lot of japanese uh developers feel that this kind of jazz fusion sound at least for racers uh works really well for menus and i totally agree because it is still relaxing it's a very different style than some of the music we're going to hear today but yeah, it, it just fits like a glove for menu music. Well, and it's not even just the style or genre, because I could imagine a jazz fusion style piece that wouldn't be appropriate for a menu. I think one of the things mm-hmm. that makes this example so uh, kind of hit the spot, I guess, is... It's like the progression itself. Yeah, it's the progression. It's very cyclical. It doesn't really go anywhere. It's kind of... A lot of this pedal bass. Yeah, yeah. It feels contemplative. It feels like if you only get to listen to it for 20 seconds, you kind of get the <laughs> gist of it. And right. even if it doesn't necessarily have a complete short loop or anything, the, the music doesn't change that much. It doesn't have all mm. these different sections that go into different harmonic places or feature different registration. It's kind of like... That that simplicity or that uh, limitation in terms of the progression, I think, is a huge part of menu music. Absolutely. Whether it's a piece that has a very short loop or whether it's a piece that never strays too far from home, I think that's another attribute that I would say about menu music. Because what I was telling to Carl is, like, when we were listening to this, 
you know, even if someone just played this piece of music and said, okay, this is from Gran Turismo 3, right? Where do you think this piece plays in the game? I would immediately guess menu music. And I don't think it's because of the bass playing. I don't think it's because of the instrumentation. I think it's because of the mood and because of the chord progression and how sort of circular it feels. It gives me that contemplative feeling that you kind of want for a menu where you're making those decisions. Yeah, and again, the Gran Turismo series has so much outstanding menu music. A lot of it that is in this same vibe is whether it's a loungy kind of jazz fusion vibe. Uh, there's so many different menus, and uh, this is overall the type of energy that that works really well, really well for those games. Let's move on to Star Fox for the Super Nintendo. Uh, now, the name of this official track is called Controls, but it basically functions as the first main menu theme that you hear. The one after this would be considered the course map select, and so both of those tracks could could work for today's episode. We're going to play this. Uh, it's called Controls from Star Fox, composed by Hajime Hirasawa. I love this menu music, and what I love is the contrast between this very shimmery and beautiful kind of, again, atmosphere presentation, right? Rendition of the main theme. Yeah, yeah. and then with the course map select, uh, it becomes a little bit more orchestral and a little bit more of that militaristic sound with some snare drum and everything. Uh, yeah. But what I love is they that melody is the constant. That's what's woven through both of these themes. And it just goes to show the incredible aesthetic power of music in setting the tone in the game. The first menu, you're so you're separated from the game. You're just choosing like the control scheme and you're choosing some basic settings of the game before you start right. playing. And then once mm-hmm. you select that, now you're charting the specific course for which levels you're going to play. And, yeah, and as you get closer I... to the game, play the music gets closer and closer to what you would expect during a level it's a great point will and at first the track that i put on this playlist was that course map select and will had to remind me that oh that first one it feels like more fitting for this topic because it is more separate from the vibe that we get in the actual game it's so relaxing and calming and in some ways it might be one of my favorite instances of that main theme it's just very beautiful too it's like the first one that i think of it's just so Mm -hmm. delightful yeah uh uh, Carl, a fun little uh, tidbit on I love the tidbits. recent game project that we were working on uh, for Occultus mm-hmm. uh, for the Game Over theme that I wrote. I used this instrument from Star Fox ah, on the second hear pass that. of the melody. I was wondering why it sounded so familiar. That was perfect choice. Now we're going to move on to the Sega Genesis, the game Sonic the Hedgehog 3. This is probably a no-brainer. I think a lot of you, when you heard this topic announced, you probably realized that, oh, they got to do the Sonic 3 data select Dude, theme. you know what's so crazy is that this episode is so stacked with some of my absolute <laughs> favorite pieces of video game music. I mean, in right? any other playlist, this should definitely be track of the week. But not today, surprisingly. This is one of my favorite pieces of video game music of all time. This is Data Select from Sonic 3, composed by some talented Japanese composer of the Sega Sound Team. It's still crazy that we still will never really know the specifics of who composed what piece of music. Um, And that's really sad because these are some of the most beloved themes of this generation. And I really have no idea who composed this. Data Select from Sonic 3. Here we go. (laughs) 
This is just a piece of music that, depending on how bad of a mood I might be in, I, when I listen to this, everything just feels better. Yeah. It's just so easy, breezy, and fun. I love everything about it. The implementation is so confident on the Genesis. This is a argument for the Sega Genesis being one of the best sound chips of all time because it's so elaborate and expressive and there's so many different types of timbres from the soft flutes to the you know the really uh you know hard hitting bass to everything in between very exciting just a great composition feels like a classic latin melody something that would exist in the real book it's just it's iconic and very timeless oh completely i agree with you about the real book in the terms of uh the sequence nature of the composition and how kind of I don't know, basic and elemental all of the contours of the melody are, but yet it's it's beautifully ornamented and has all of these Latin music touches. And I, I also think it's so amazing how well they capture the sound of the steel drums on this FM synthesis. Yeah. You know, they sort of had to design the the shape of that timbre, and it well, sounds I love, so authentic. I mean, they're definitely going for this kind of, in some ways, cheesy public domain kind of Latin sound here, um, like elevator music in a way, but it's just really well composed. And the vibe, on top of all those things we mentioned, like technically why this is a really strong piece of music, the vibe is so perfect uh, for this game because it feels like a vibe that we haven't quite heard in the Sonic series before. And this is the first Sonic game where you actually do get to save. You get to choose your file. That wasn't even a thing before. And so this really is going in a new direction. Yeah, and I mean, the melody is my absolute favorite thing about this piece. I think it's maybe one of the best melodies in the whole game. It's so strong. But the arrangement is really interesting because you have sort of the the usual suspects from what you would expect from this kind of Latin arrangement, but the timbres and sounds that go with them make it so much more interesting than I think actually if you were hearing this performed with real musicians. For instance, Mm -hmm. at the beginning, you have... Uh, it sounds like maybe the PSG channel along with possibly an FM channel or maybe two PSGs doing kind of like the the piano montuna boom ba boom bum boom bum boom bum boom boom ba boom bum boom right. but it doesn't sound anything like a piano and it actually has this really interesting it gives it a different sort of function and it doesn't even sound like that it just adds a little bit more rhythm and color to the overall piece and that's the thing that I love about video game music you know is it's borrowing from influences in terms of style but when it comes to execution there's kind of this ambiguity about it because well, yeah it maybe thing- sounds like an instrument but it could also sound like just a generic synthesizer tone and that's cool too that actually is adding something to the composition it's not strictly a limitation it's, it's authentic in the ways that it should be, but it's also being comfortable as a piece of video game music. And another great example of that is the juxtaposition of the drum beat and the bass. It's not traditional to what you'd expect for this kind of music. The bass pattern is don, 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 but the drum beat is playing more of a bossa nova groove, which doesn't really happen in actual Latin music. Those, those wouldn't go together, but here it works really well. <laughs> and uh, it just it just feels very fresh and a lot of fun. Okay, let's move to a really interesting example of menu music. This is actual system music uh, from the Nintendo Wii. This is the Wii Shop Channel music, the original theme. Uh, This is composed by Kazumi Tataka, and he composed the Wii system music, also that amazing Mii Channel theme, uh, which is so, so good. That 
for some reason I felt like didn't quite fit the rules of today's today's playlist but this absolutely does when you're shopping on you know the we shop channel that's really all it is is just menu right uh it's it's the you know even when we think of the word menu in like a restaurant that's exactly what you're doing you're yeah, looking at a menu of games i think it's very quintessential to sort of what we're talking about it's it's yes. chilled out it's background music in every sense of the word even in terms of aesthetics and style yep. And yeah, it's that kind of very chilled out, relaxing, non-threatening sound that, of course, has an incredible melody. Let's check out the Wii Shop channel music. guys listening to the we shop channel music so classic this is composed by kazumi tataka you can really tell that it's a knockout piece of music because it came from the Wii era, which is, you know, late 2000s, uh, 2007 maybe. Um, but it feels just as classic as, as something from the 8 and the 16-bit era. It feels like I've known this melody my entire life. It was such a great experience to go on this shop channel for the first time. Remember when you downloaded a game? First of all, it took so long to download. And there was like that that little 8-bit Mario who's running across the screen and jumping. And right. Yeah, everything about the experience on the Wii was, uh, was so distinctly Nintendo. But that's what I loved about it. It had this complete aesthetic that was entirely consistent. And what was so cool about getting the Wii for the first time is musically, it was this totally singular voice. Because every Wii came you know, pre-installed with Wii Sports, which was also all music by Kazumi Tataka. So it's like his compositional choices and voice, what he per- was the yeah, Wii. It, it pervaded the entire experience for when people first started playing the Wii. I mean, he was a master. I mean, he, he also composed Luigi's Mansion, which was uh, another launch game as well. Um, and yeah, one thing I love about this theme is it, just like we said before with Sonic, it's even more extreme here. This is elevator music. This is going for the kind of music you would hear over a crappy speaker at a department store while you're shopping for clothes or something. That's exactly the vibe that he's going for. But it's just a, it's an amazing well, and the melody. the thing that I so love about it, yeah, the melody is so beautiful. And I think a lot of elevator music does have really strong melodies. And he's sort of nailing that with the, the chord voicings and everything. But I think the melody here is even more elemental, and he's a video game composer, you know, so he's kind of been there and done that when it comes to creating a really catchy tune that needs to transcend basic hardware limitations. You know, you have three yeah. channels and you need that clarity of melody, harmony, baseline, you know. And so if there's any person who could write a really effective and beautiful, simple piece of elevator background music, it would be <laughs> one of these game composer veterans. And Tataka-san just knocked it out of the park. This is yes, honestly one of my favorite 
uh, pieces of his, it, considering his entire body of work. I just think it's I also, masterful. I also adore the Me Channel theme, too. That's I incredible know. as well. All right. Well, we're going to move on to Dark Souls, which was a very popular game in score. This was composed by Motoi Sakuraba. And this is the menu theme. It's called Souls of Fire. And it's a great example of what we talked about earlier. This game um, is very dark, no pun intended, but this is probably the only time in the game where you really do feel this sense of serenity and safety and relaxation. This is a very beautiful and calming piece of music. Let's take a listen to Souls of Fire from Dark Souls. beautiful piece of vibey minimalist music here this is souls of fire which is the menu theme from dark souls composed by motoi sakuraba uh, this game was released in 2011 originally for the ps3 xbox 360 um, and yeah this is a, a very extreme case of how distinct menu music can be because it doesn't sound like this is from dark souls <laughs> it's so contrasting to the tone of the rest of the game uh, and i think that just goes to show you how kind of traditional how strong of a tradition there is for menu music and this is definitely an example you know a lot of people that fired this game up probably stayed in this menu for a long time because again it's one of the only points in the game when you really feel like you're safe absolutely gosh i love menu music i <laughs> i like that contrast you know because sometimes a title theme will actually have quite a bit of energy because it's trying to sell you on the promise of the experience right I mean, i think we mentioned halo was a distinct example where it's actually one of the things that makes it effective. It subverts your expectations for this big, exciting game that it starts so ethereally. Right. And that piece is something that really develops and does take you on a full journey. So I think it was really smart that they kept that 
through the menu and it's all interconnected. But what I love about an example like this is that sense of contrast. And it immediately makes me think of the Resident Evil games, you know, how you could have something creepy and disturbing for the title screen. And then you go into the menu music and it's like, your safe place, this sanctuary, and then you go into the game and it's disturbing and creepy. It's like right. this little sandwich with two moldy pieces of bread and then just like chocolate in the middle, you know? Yeah, and this is a case where um, I, I don't remember if there is a title screen theme and then this comes after. I really don't recall or if this is the first uh, piece of music that you hear because that's also a popular technique where the title might just have like sound effects or some ethereal kind of noises and then when you get into the menu that's when the music comes in it's still the same effect though you know whether Mm -hmm. there's music or whether it's just atmosphere oftentimes the title screen sells you on the aesthetic of the game where the menu music is almost a juxtaposition of that and it's it's a much more subdued thing in that world and i think it can be incredibly effective i've noticed almost all of these pieces that we've played deal with a lot of reverberance they deal with mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of space yeah this room sound this atmosphere even the Wii shop channel music it, mm-hmm. i can't imagine that piece without that iconic reverb on yeah. it you know that sense of creating atmosphere and not just in terms of a piece like this where it really is you would describe this as atmospheric where you wouldn't describe the Wii shop channel music as atmospheric but no. it is contributing to this sense of atmosphere and i think the vastness the open mm-hmm. possibilities that's a, a heavy amount of reverb i think subtly conveys that on an emotional level well, again, a testament to the quality of today's playlist. Any other episode, this would be Track of the Week, but not quite today. We're going to move on to Metroid Prime. This is the main menu theme composed by Kenji Yamamoto. One of the strongest melodies in the game, and it's crazy that it was saved for the main menu. Now, you do hear it at the end of the game as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, think of all the times that you're booting this game up. You, you do hear this theme a lot, just as much as you probably would if it was an overworld theme. Uh, it's such a great way to get you into the mindset of this game very dark and devious uh and and perfect for sci-fi it really gets you excited to explore talon 4 let's take a listen to the main menu theme from metroid prime
You guys listening to the main menu theme from Metroid Prime and firmly fits into the rules of today's episode because Metroid Prime also does have a title theme, a main theme. Right. This is the theme that comes after and it's maybe even better. It's one of the best pieces of music in the game. Very powerful when you hear this after you've beaten the game too. I love when they do that. That happens a lot in video games where a really great menu theme will come back at the end and the context will change. Well, you know what's funny? Star Fox, you could say, does that because right. you the only time you ever hear that main theme is in Dark the end Souls credits might have done that too, and yeah. in the the menu music. So that's mm-hmm. kind of where you get exposed to it, and that's what's fascinating. This is you could say is really the main theme of Metroid Prime because of how yeah. it comes back at the end. I love that analog synth lead instrument. It's so perfect for sci-fi mysterious action game. It just feels really expressive and there's so many like deep emotions right. that are conveyed. Like the sense of ancient dark history that this planet and that the you know a lot of this game has is so conveyed in this theme yeah and it's just such a deep piece of music i god it almost makes me cry yeah yamamoto i mean he is an absolute genius he has this depth of emotion to his melodies Uh, all of his music is melodic and there's Mm -hmm. some sense of you know i guess rock music harmony in there but deeply emotional stuff all all the time i mean that well it's great music on paper but the implementation you know will was mentioning this when we were talking about it it sounds leaps and bounds ahead of anything else on the gamecube i don't know how he did this for a game that was released in 2002 on that small little mini disc how how did he do this without real performers and what i was saying to carl is it was so genius he leaned into everything you know this wouldn't be better with a real choir the fact that it's this fake choral sample it totally adds to the vibe and aesthetic he's like making it sound all glitched out it's sounds like technology and the fact that you hear these fake vocal samples that's really powerful it almost makes a comment on the character you know samus is both machine and human <laughs> at the same that's time deep, man you know no seriously though like that no, i agree that really it's profoundly perfect. adds to the atmosphere of the futuristic game. It's so yeah, it's, completely it's great well conceived and the thing that i also love is anyone that was a fan of super metroid which i think were most of the people that played this game most people on uh, earth you can tell <laughs> you can tell that it's the same compositional voice yeah of, like the music for the meridia kind of water areas that that's sort of tortured and beautiful atmosphere the same brain you, from... you know you're in the same caring hands here all right well we're going to go back to another quintessential example of menu music something that is so pleasing and relaxing and just fills you with happiness before you start your adventure this is the file select from super mario 64 one of my all-time favorite pieces of menu music when i was a kid I was so enamored by this piece of music that I went on to, what was that old website? It was like VG MIDI or something. It was like a website that had uh, MIDI MIDIs of like video game music. And I remember mm-hmm. uh, looking at this MIDI file and figuring this theme out on the piano. And I, I just played this all the time because it was just really calming and beautiful. This is composed by Koji Kondo. Let's take a listen to the file select. <laughs>
a lot of the earmarks that we've talked about today. Think about the use of space and heavy reverb that this piece of music has. A lot more reverb than almost every other track in the game. And so, yeah, there definitely is this very strong and clear tradition for menu music here. This is so simple. You know, Koji Kondo could not have written anything more simple than this. If you think about every, if you take out the melody, what do you have? You have these long, sustaining very minimally voiced chords you have a very simple and repeating um, pattern with tambourine and bongos Mm -hmm. and that melody really shines that's what it's all about that very simple lullaby folk-like melody it just really puts you in a perfect mood uh, to start this Mario adventure. Well, it, even more than a lullaby, this tune sounds like a ringtone or sounds like a, the little tag at the end of a, a television commercial. You know, they'll play like a little yeah. five note motif that, you know, and then it's like all yeah. state. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so such a primal melody. and perfect. I love it. It starts on the root, goes up to the fifth, da, 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 the second, da, da, second landing the on the third, third degree. Mm-hmm. It's a really beautiful contour. But when we look at the chord progression, it's so simple and it basically it's like these uh, it's using the melody and almost these two note voicings for the harmony. And what I love about it, it's basically it starts off one chord, tonic, major chord, four chord, major four chord, chord, one yeah. chord, four. But then it goes to this. Uh, it's not a minor three chord. It's actually a one chord in first inversion. But you have that exactly. third in the bass. And it's a very distinct sound. It really sounds like a completely new section. And the melody maybe implies a little bit of the minor sound. And then it goes between that well, one I first inversion love... and then two and that and then back to the four. It's so simple, but it's like it's exactly the sound of Mario, too. It's like that that beautiful simplicity. Well, it's the sound of Mario 64. This reminds me of the staff roll theme, too. Uh, harmonically, yeah. there's some similar moments in that. I just love the headspace that Koji Kondo was in for this project because he was he was making music that was as simple as it possibly could be, but so effective and memorable. Like you, I was humming this theme, even when I would, you know, choose my file and start the adventure. I'd be in the, I would still be humming the file select, uh, you know, well after I turned the game off. Uh, it's just, yeah, this is just really amazing. kind of like a little forgotten gem that just, it goes One by of my in favorites. an instance, but it, so nostalgic. Well, and there aren't a lot of Mario games that have space for something like this. Right. You know, this kind of file select theme. I mean, I think the Galaxy one is so fantastic because I remember the when you scroll over a planetoid, it, it makes a randomized pitch that with, is within the chord of wherever the piece is at. So yeah, that's that other really level cool. of atmosphere. But this melody is just... I mean, God, Kondo is a genius. His melodic gift is unparalleled. I mean, it's a ringtone. It's so perfect. It's just <laughs> it's great. a ringtone. It should be. It should be all of our ringtones. We're going to move on to... An absolute classic, Pebble Beach Golf Links. This is a golf game for the Sega Genesis. Um, Kind of felt like an early classic of our podcast. I remember playing a lot of tracks from this in the early days of our show. And so to me, it's a classic. What Carl is jokingly referring to is several years ago, he said that earnestly. He said an absolute classic, Pebble Pebble Beach Beach Golf Links. Links. And I laughed so hard because I was like, no one would expect. It's not a classic. It's a good soundtrack, but classic is like Super Mario Brothers 3 or, you know, Sonic 2 or something. I think what I should have said is it's a a Super Mercado Brothers podcast classic for sure. This is the menu theme from Pebble Beach Golf Links, which is a very jazzy golf soundtrack composed by Shigekazu Kamaki. Let's sit back and enjoy. 
You guys are listening to The Menu from Pebble Beach Golf Links, which is a very delightful and relaxing golf jazz score. I don't know why so many of these uh, Japanese developers back in this era, it was almost like like a, a rule that, okay, this is a golf game, it has to have a jazz soundtrack. <laughs> I guess that fits, because golf is probably the most relaxing of the sports that I could think of. Ooh, I love that little turn... I love that little great turn in the solos. Yeah. That little bit of dissonance was lovely. This this reminds me of well, actually, you know, it's not just golf; it's sports games in general. Because one of my favorite Genesis scores is that Minnesota Fats, the pool, the billiards soundtrack, mm-hmm. and that also has this kind of swanky jazz vibe. But again, pool is a is such a chill sport, <laughs> if you can call it that. Yeah, I think that's it falls in the category of barely a sport. <laughs> Yeah, but this is the menu theme of of Pebble Beach Golf Link. So again, it's already a relaxing game and a relaxing score, and this is maybe the most relaxing piece of music in that score. Yeah, this is just great. Um, I love the ding, 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 ding. Like that. Yep. There's so many Genesis tunes with jazz that kind Latin. Of, yeah, <laughs> Genesis jazz. It's a great melody. Um, great chord progression. Very authentically jazz. Uh, and it I, makes I said me this think before, of you. But this seems like it reminds me of that album you did, Tone Bank. Oh, interesting. Like there's yeah, a lot of there's stuff something of this style. kind of earnest and sincere and like a little bit child friendly about this. It's it's just great music. It's great background music. Very quality. I'm very excited to move on to this week's track of the week. When we thought about what is the best menu theme of all time in video games, it really is hard to argue against this one. Now, the first use of this theme was in The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. And I believe the first title would have been the Fairy Fountain theme or the Great Fairy Fountain. Um, but what was really interesting as the series, the Zelda series continued, one of the strongest traditions was to include this theme as a main menu theme. And the official title of this is Menu Selection on the soundtrack of The Legend of Zelda, The Wind Waker. We're going with this version um, because I think what's cool is at this point in the series, it's such a clear tradition right. that as soon as you start this game up and you choose your file, this is the theme that plays. Well, and that's why Breath of the Wild is it's like sacrilegious that they don't do this. <laughs> yeah. And it was one of my biggest problems with the game is that there's an... Oh, the, the game starts... Oh, no menu music, no music at all oh okay it's a sign of of something to come yeah and so that's why we went with the wind waker version is because at this point in the series it's such a great example of how powerful menu music can be um and it has a lot of the things that we've talked about today it is very relaxing it is very calming very atmospheric but it goes beyond that and it's it's really one of the most potent and powerful melodies of the whole series and in some ways to me it feels like the main theme of the zelda series Mm -hmm. and as soon as you start up that that game it just it makes you so emotional and just so ready to be invested in the story this is composed of course by koji kondo let's take a listen to menu selection from the wind waker Thank you. 
guys are listening to Menu Selection. Some people refer to this theme as the Fairy Fountain theme. This is from The Wind Waker, an interesting arrangement of this. Originally composed by Koji Kondo. I'm not sure if he was involved in this implementation here, but... Well, and in the one big difference between this and the Fairy Fountain theme in the game is that this doesn't have that Debussyan introduction where it Mm -hmm. voices that half-diminished chord kind of ascending throughout its voicings. But what a knockout menu theme. You really cannot beat this for video games. As soon as it starts up, it's absolutely legendary. (laughs) Yeah, pun definitely (laughs) intended. intended. Legendary, I mean, Koji Kondo is the true legend of game music. I mean... Everything about this piece of music is absolutely perfect. The melody is like the definition of a pure elemental melody. Well, it's but it's so evocative simple. because of its chromatic touches. Mm-hmm. But that the thing that makes this truly a transcendent work of art is in at the level of, you know, like Chopin or something, is the way that left hand of the piano the voicings yeah. the, the notes that are the lowest point it's almost like every chord almost has the third in the bass which very yeah. much uh, makes an ambiguous emotional sound a major chord doesn't sound major when it's voiced that way a minor chord doesn't sound it, it's very confusing sort of uh tonally but it's so intricately crafted and all of the dissonances are so beautiful and and precise and really like if you moved one note up or one note down you would hear it and it would be less effective and well here's the difference between uh, i always like to compare the final fantasy prelude and this theme because the vibe of them are very similar very calming and very beautiful in some ways the main themes of their series right the difference between this theme and that theme is that theme does not embrace much dissonance at all every single moment is very well, consonant so and pure and beautiful yes it's almost like you could play it on a keyboard arpeggiator where yeah. this theme is really leaning koji is leaning into those dissonances in those moments of tension and release create something that is tragic and beautiful and melancholy and again it just makes you want to tear up well and it's sophisticated it's at the level of classical music where that final fantasy prelude harmonically it's so much more simple that purity doesn't come from there really is no melody to speak of it's just an arpeggio that's Where true this it it has that contrary motion of the top note of each thing you hear the mm-hmm. melody is which is what is the counterpoint about between this arrangement the two. here hearing that on the strings yeah and in ocarina of time sort of the second half of the melody they they bring in the violin strings on top mm-hmm. of the kind of harp line, but it's just perfect. It's a knockout. It really, it's an absolutely perfect piece of music, in my opinion. Unbeatable for our episode on menu music. Let's move on to the Super Nintendo, and we're going to move to composer Soyo Oka. And luckily, we have two Oka compositions today, two classic Super Nintendo menu themes. This is the menu to Sim City. <laughs> adore the vibe that Soyo Oka <laughs> went for on SimCity. It's very pleasing and calming, but there's this a little bit of this kind of jazz fusion 
um, element mixed in there. If you listen to the bass writing, very jazzy and, and almost virtuosic. Very fast. Right. But overall, this is such a relaxing, calming piece of music. I think the implementation is is very charming, but you can tell it's an early early piece of Super Nintendo music. Well, I, I like the eclectic instrumentation. You have the kind of chord instrument is this mallet percussion sound. Uh, it makes it sound like a xylophone maybe. Um, or even, I don't, uh, yeah, I mean, xylophone or marimba really high. It, that's the sort of sound. And then you have this like trombone or horn sounding instrument doing the melody. Uh, and then, yeah, that electric bass. It, the music to SimCity, there's like a foreboding quality. There's something like mm-hmm. omniscient and godlike about it. Uh, but Makes it also sense. is so charming and does have these little jazz touches. It's a very unique sound. Well, this was an early SNES game. I believe the port uh, on the SNES was released in 1991. Uh, so definitely a pretty early Super Nintendo score. But Soyo Oka was responsible for some of the biggest releases early on on the system uh and yeah she has such a unique and distinctive compositional style one that i just find myself really missing i i I definitely looked into her and i think she was continuing to do some sort of work for video games into like maybe kind of behind the scenes yeah but uh oh man i just really miss her music so much because it's very delightful and you just can't escape it when you think of classic Super Nintendo music. Soyo Oka, you know, is just up there is 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 one of the heavy hitters. So right, that was really really cool and relaxing. Now speaking of relaxing, oh my gosh, this is a really great piece of music. This is from Far Cry Five, and Far Cry Five has a really outstanding score by composer Dan Romer, and this is the Pause Menu Two, and. It's absolutely calming, and I feel like I'm floating on a cloud, but also has some emotion to it. Uh, It kind of has this Americana folk-like vibe to it. Really good performance, good composition. Let's check out Pause Menu 2. Thank you. 
You guys are listening to Pause Menu 2 from Far Cry 5. Beautiful piece of music composed by Dan Romer. For some reason, it just really calms and relaxes me, which is kind of weird because it is a tragic piece of music. And I think those long, sustaining, droning string harmonies are very foreboding and they're throughout the, you know, most of this piece. Um, and so there is this kind of dichotomy of emotions here, but uh, this is just great modern video game score. It's so evocative. There's so much mood here and earthiness, you know, that Americana yeah. sound. Very it humble. has such a heavy weight to it. It's like this pastoral tragedy that I think is really yeah. evoked here. And you think of some of <clears throat> almost like some of the, you know, horrors of the 19th century in America, uh, you know, there's so many different uh, types of stories that you think of, um, and this uh, the the use of the banjo is just really mm-hmm. effective, and in a way that it's not exploiting kind of the sound. You know, it feels like out of a real love. There's this serious emotional. Well, there's a lot of cool instruments it. here. I believe there's mandolin as well um, in this. Uh, obviously, there's fiddle. I just think it's really impressive how relaxing and calming that Dan was able to make this piece of music while at the same time being kind of tragic. Yeah, that pedal string idea is really fascinating. And it gets back to what we were talking about with Gran Turismo 3, where the idea of stasis about not really leaving too far away from home and feeling, even though this is a piece, it's not like it has this short loop or something. Yeah, uh, not but at it all. Never, it's like two minutes. It never strays to another thing. There are not a whole new section of really excited and rhythmic ideas or different chords. It's all floating in the same sort of space, which makes it so effective. Well, it's for a especially menu. important because this is a pause menu. It's not just a main menu. I mean, this needs to really kind of feel stagnant in a way, but he was able to have that feeling while making a really great piece of music that also just puts you in the mood uh, and the mindset of this game as well. And so really great job, Dan pause menu two from far cry five. That was cool. Let's go back to the Sega Genesis um, to what I'm considering a Mark Auto Pros classic, but again, it's incredibly obscure. This is another sports game. It's ATP tour championship tennis, which has some awesome menu music, actually. I think there's five different menu themes. <laughs> a lot of menu setup and customization, apparently, in this tennis game. This is composed by Hikoshi Hashimoto. We're going to play a little mixture here of menu one and three. You'll probably hear when it changes over. Let's check it out. You guys are listening to Menu 1 and 3 from ATP Tour Championship Tennis, composed by one of my favorite old school composers, the very underrated Hikoshi 
Hashimoto. And this is such a perfect embodiment of menu music. I'd love to talk a little bit, Will, about how this works compositionally. It's very jazz fusion-y, and there's a sense of optimism and hope and positivity, but wandering. Uh, it never really lands anywhere specific, and it's just kind of you know, floating around in a lot of these like moving major seventh chords. And again, if, if, if no one told you what this was, don't you think you'd be able to tell this is menu music? Absolutely. Uh, the idea of a pedal bass line. I mean, the bass does change, but when it changes, then the chords keep changing at a faster rate, so there are all these delicious slash chords. Yeah. And the descending progression, like Carl said, it doesn't have a goal. It goes... Um, ba, 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 ba. So basically, you know, it starts on this one chord, and then it has this, like, five chord over one because there's the pedal bass. Then it goes to, um, like, the flat seven, but it's still over that one, and so it almost has, like, a one dominant seven sound, and then you go to, like, the four chord... Uh, but then the final chord that you go to is this flat six chord, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. But then we just go from that most interesting harmony back to the top again. It's cyclical. Where most progressions, if this were carried through like a full song, it would go from that flat six to five or flat six to like a five sus or something where it has some goal to launch us back into the loop. But this, it's almost like... It's continuous. You, you were just starting to get somewhere interesting. We're just starting to launch and then immediately we we reset the computer and we're starting from the beginning. I mean, I really love both of these themes, especially that menu three theme. I think it's very beautiful and it has a really good melody. But again, it's in the context of menu music. And I think Hashimoto is really great at writing menu music in this era. A lot of his menu themes are just really relaxing and again, jazzy and feel good. And some of the same emotions that we're hearing in the playlist today, just really great stuff makes me smile. Let's move on to something that is <laughs> okay. Without further ado, an absolute, maybe the classic. most classic on our podcast. Uh, How many times have we talked about this? Think Pebble Beach Golf Links level of classic. We've talked so many times about Sonic Mega Collection, and that's what we're going to move on to right now. Very fusion-y, very cool, very vibey, very wandering. This is the game menu theme from Sonic Mega Collection, and the composer of this game was Hideaki Kobayashi, and there wasn't a lot of music, clearly, for this game, because all you really needed was title screen, a few different menu themes, and then it's just the classic Sonic games. Carl, I'm I'm so surprised you didn't do from NBA Jam. You know, that was on my initial list and I had to whittle a bunch of things and I I felt like that would have been selfish to include that um, because I love that so much, but I know that it's... A lot of people love that. Yeah. Just, just not me. Just know that that was on my initial list. And there's a lot of great stuff we had to cut. And that is a good point, Will. It would be nice to give a couple shout outs of things that didn't make the cut. The Sonic Mania Comfort Zone, really cool. Um, Terra Battle had a cool theme called The Maker's Beckoning. The Pilot Wing 64 menu theme is really cool. Um, I also like the Sonic 3 comp- competition menu is really nice. Right. Um, Gran Turismo 5 had tons of great stuff. Originally, I thought of the Smash Brothers Melee menu theme, but really that quote-unquote menu is a character select. And again, that was something that I felt like didn't quite fit on today. Uh, obviously, the NBA Jam is really cool. The Mega Man 7 has a great stage select theme that I really liked. Um, Galaxy Force 2 has a cool name entry 
theme. Um, Castlevania Portrait of Ruin had a cool name entry. Uh, a lot of great... Oh, another one that was it pained me to not include was the the menu theme from GoldenEye 007. So classic, right? Yeah. All right, so let's play this game menu theme from Sonic Mega Collection. That's just really delightful. You guys are listening to the game menu theme from Sonic Mega Collection. Very short and sweet piece of music composed by Hideaki Kobayashi. I love that section where it, it starts on the four chord and does that descending it's chord. It's very four, Sonic-y, three, isn't it? Two, one. It sounds like the Green Hill Zone yeah. progression, and it's almost like it's a little wink to that in some sense. It's like a futuristic uh, version of Sonic music. Um, in some ways, it kind of maybe reminds me of some of the the vibes that we get in something like Sonic CD, but I think it's a little bit more um, pleasing and simple. Well, again, the sense of reverb and atmosphere in creating the mood. It's a great piece of music. I mean, all the tracks that Kobayashi composed for this are really good. Uh, you know, that title that title screen theme is is feels like a classic Sonic theme, and there's not a lot of music that he had to compose for this, but he just did a great job with it. Um, and for some reason, these themes are so classic. I think we spent so many hours playing these classic Sonic games on our GameCube on this Mega Collection. Uh, we also spent plenty of years playing it on the Genesis, to be sure. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just have a lot of nostalgia for this original Mega Collection music. Will, why do you think this game and this music comes up so much on our podcast? I don't know. I think it's because it's a certain... Uh, harmonic sound when I think of the sound of uh, I guess like a synthy major seventhy jazz sound with a retro kind of synth lead it just yeah. makes me think with especially with that kind of wet reverb sound it's just it's the first thing that comes into my mind and I love that it's also elevator music I mean how many times today are these composers going for elevator music but it's like the VGM version of it so it's more souped up it's like it's like elevator music on some caffeine or something totally yeah and it's a very specific sound and so sometimes when I hear other games going for this I'm like Carl you know this reminds me of Sonic Mega Collection because I think I just we played played this a lot yeah. when I was a kid because there was a period of time where we, I don't know we lost the Genesis or yeah. the power adapter wasn't working That's or what something it was. so for many years you know the only way that we would play Sonic games on a console was on the GameCube version of Mega Collection which is a terrible way to play it because you have to use that stupid analog stick yeah. which is way less precise yeah the GameCube stick wasn't that great yeah this this is a classic for us it truly is the Pebble Beach golf links of its generation yeah. <laughs> let's move on to one that really stops you in your tracks if you think about the context and what has just happened this is the main menu theme of The Last of Us composed by Gustavo Santolaya and 
when you think about the introduction of this game, that is incredibly heart-wrenching and powerful and so emotional that I remember when I first saw it, I was like, I don't even know if I can handle this experience. Right. This is the next thing you hear. You enter the main menu and it just lets you know how deep and how gut-wrenching this experience is going to be. Um, but also, this music, similar to a lot of the stuff today, is is very calming, very relaxing. Let's take a listen to the main menu from The Last of Us. You guys are listening to the main menu theme from The Last of Us, composed by Gustavo Santolaya. Oh my god. When I hear this music, I have this like Pavlovian response where I just get so emotional. I think about my connection to the story and the characters, and oh my god, this is powerful. Well, again, the sense of atmosphere in the menu music. What I love about uh, Gustavo's music in particular is I feel like there are so many composers that try to go for this sparse ambient sound where it's more about the texture in the sustained notes rather than uh you know all of this busy filigree and these rapidly moving tunes and everything and these dense orchestrations but what i love about his music is there's a preciseness with pitch and when he does evoke melody it's incredibly powerful and it has a light motif quality in the game that main theme Bum, 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 bum. These very pure pillars of tones that are often voiced in very even rhythms. It's like a great, any great film theme, you know, has that power to it. I, one of my favorite instances of something like that is in the TV show Dexter. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, that simple little, like, doorbell-esque chime conveys so much weight to it. And even in a piece like this that's even more sparse and atmospheric than a lot so of the music in the game. It's so beautiful, and there's that preciseness to what bass note is happening. And those... Yeah, bah, bah, 
that almost sound like they're being played on some sort of bandonian or some kind of wind instrument. It's a very interesting ethereal sound. It feels like he's choosing these pitches with a lot of thought and a, a very heightened sense of emotional depth which is what I so love about his music is I can listen to, you know, six minutes of atmosphere and I'm still engaged in a way that I wouldn't be if... You know, Will, I'm wondering, I think this is the most atmospheric and sparse ambient piece of music we've ever played on the podcast. Would you agree? Yeah, it must be. There's nothing else that we've ever played on this show that is this sparse. (laughs) Well, and... There is a lot of music that is like this, but I think the reason why we're often not compelled to play it is because it doesn't necessarily seem like there is a lot of interesting... Things to talk about. Musical components, yeah, to digest on its own. Part of it is maybe because we play the game that we do have that extra musical association to it, so I think that would absolutely be a fair assessment. But I really do uh, admire this composer, and I think he is incredibly sensitive to character and emotion. He has a very interesting composing process. He'll actually write all of the music for a film or in this case, a game outside of, you know, spotting it to the film. And so he likes to read scripts and know a lot about the characters. And then Mm -hmm. from that, he'll be inspired to create these sort of musical tableaus. And then the director or the game directors will find places to incorporate it in you know the game or the film wherever it it is most vital or wherever it makes the most sense and it's a really great marriage because when you watch it it feels like how could this not have been for this moment it's just so perfect yeah uh but that's the thing is like he really is being inspired by the emotions of the story but not being precise about its placement and i think sometimes the music can really influence the development of the editing of a film or the uh a certain the timing of a scene in a game the way that it can work and it's something that i really love about uh scores that he's done me too he is very talented and he's coming back for last of us 2 which i cannot wait for everything about that game okay let's move on to another instance of system music this is system music for the wii u this is the eShop music it was a special piece of music that was updated for the holiday season in 2015 so 2015 holiday theme for the eShop channel will how long was this up there was it just for like a couple months and then they changed it yeah it was something like that what i loved about the wii u eShop music is that they were constantly changing it it wasn't just which is one amazing thing and it was um, all really good. Yeah, it was great. It was in, in that same kind of Nintendo-y style. And the other cool thing is both the 3DS and the Wii U had new original music for kind of like its me channels, for its shop music. And on the Wii U, some of that would change. So, I mean, I think there's a lot of that stuff that I would love to kind of talk about in its own episode at some point let's take a listen to the wii u eShop music from holidays 2015 and we actually don't know the composer on this one let's take a listen Thank you. 
You guys are listening to the eShop music from the holiday season of 2015. This is a, a fun little original piece of music that they updated for probably just a couple months. Uh, and we don't know the composer. It's some talented Nintendo composer. It's probably Shiho Fuji. Oh, you think so? I could but hear that. I, I would say Shiho Fuji. Reminds, maybe reminds me a lot of uh, the music she composed for Mario Odyssey, That now that you mention that. This is so delightful. It feels a little bit early that we're playing this kind of holiday music. This would have been great in a winter-themed episode. Um, but yeah, Nintendo just... I don't know, they really go above and beyond in ways that they, d- they definitely don't have to, but I think we all are so happy that they do. Yeah, music is such an important part of the Nintendo experience, and I think it's one of the reasons we were so hard on Breath of the Wild. It's like this is one of their flagship franchises, and music seems like, in a way, like a bit of an afterthought. Yeah. And just comparing to the power of you know the Twilight Princess score and Mario Galaxy and... Uh, even Skyward Sword and Mario Odyssey, which is so stellar, um, it, it just it, it seems unfortunate that that level of uh, focus on the music didn't necessarily seem to be there. I mean, I know yeah. there's some great music in Breath of the Wild, but it is a little bit more. Uh, I just don't know that they found the best solution, and it's not a music forward approach it's a mm-hmm. again it, it seems like a more western approach it's like if zelda was made by a western developer that's the yeah. kind of thing that they would do but i think you know you as soon as you set foot in high rural field you need big loud orchestral anthem type music that's the sound of zelda it's not right sparse piano and even if they're going for like miyazaki you know i don't know music is such a big part of the studio ghibli films whenever you hear a score by joe hisaishi I it's mean, not so strictly ambient yeah and those movies are like wall-to-wall music if anything there's almost too much music in them so it's like not yeah it, it's a it was a very weird choice to me to go with something so un-Zelda. Right. Well, we're going to go back to another awesome Soyooka menu theme. Now, this is a kind of a remix of the the Super Mario Brothers overworld theme. This is from Super Mario All-Stars. And the first thing you see when you play this game after the Nintendo logos, you see the shadows of all the characters. And as soon as you press start, you go into this game select menu where you get to choose which game you want to play. And this is the theme that you hear. It's a fun little short and sweet remix of the overworld theme implemented and arranged by Soyo Oka. Let's take a listen to Game Select. great example of solid menu music because it feels cyclical it's such a short loop but the way that the progression um, folds back onto itself you don't quite realize when it's over and when it's when it's starting again Um, and it's just so happy and classic sounds for the super nintendo i love the the sound font and all the samples that soyooka had for super mario all-stars just very pleasing and happy it's just a great menu arrangement of the main theme. I completely agree. Oh, it's just so beautiful. Uh, I love the use of the uh, kind of the B material of the Mario Overworld theme. Yep. The most chromatic part and that part that has this kind of interesting Latin groove to it, mm-hmm. you know, and that she's kind of taking it and, and going, developing it a little bit. And 
It still feels very, you know, in the language of Koji Kondo and almost integrating some of the types of harmonies you find in Super Mario Brothers 2. Well, you know what you I know. love is this feels like there's a lot of continuity to Super Mario World because these are the exact same sets of samples that that game has too. The bass and that, I don't know what you would call that, that kalimbo or steel drum or whatever you would call that, the chord instrument. It's the exact same samples you get in Super Mario World. Right. And so there was so much cohesion in this era, the 16-bit Mario era. It just felt like the musical world was so vast. And Soyo Oka... We've talked about this before, but she did such an incredible job of kind of carrying the torch of of this series, and she was amazing. Well, and I think if she did, I, I it's, it's still, you know, who knows if she did or if Koji Kondo wrote that. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. very possible that was a composition that, you know, maybe he just wrote one new piece of music for the game and it's that. But at any rate, there's a lot of great new compositions she introduced, like the boss music. The bonus theme um, is really Yeah, the cool. new boss music for the Mario 1 area. Mm-hmm. The bonus music. Uh, yeah, there's so much great stuff. And this menu theme is so fantastic. Well, the last track of the day, other than our play out, is a pretty popular choice that I've seen a lot of people online suggesting. Um, and, you know, I couldn't really turn this one down. It's just really cool. This is from Persona 4. And the name of this piece of music is A Corner of Memory. And it is the menu theme. This was composed by Shoji Meguro. Let's check it out. You guys are listening to A Corner of Memory, uh, which is the menu theme from Persona 4, composed by Shoji Meguro, and pretty emotional for (laughs) for a menu theme. Feels like this could be the ending theme of this game. This is really great. I love this kind of J-pop style writing. Um, You have this kind of militaristic march on the drums, very emotional. I love the mixture of simple chords but there's just enough of this jazz influence um to make it feel really evocative Mm -hmm. this is a very very well composed piece of music very true it is beautiful very beautiful way to end our episode right yeah and we actually have a band rehearsal to get to so we should wrap this up yeah this episode comes out on the 8th and in three days from, from if you're listening to this on release, uh, this Thursday, uh, the 11th of October, there's going to be a concert called Game Over Minneapolis, and we're playing that at the Hook and Ladder, which is a cool venue in Minneapolis. And so if anyone's in the area, you should come check it out. A couple other cool bands are playing as well, Bards of the Goddesses and Do a Barrel Roll. So if you like video game music and you're interested in hearing it live, 
it's kind of a rare opportunity unless you go to, you know, one of these conventions. Uh, and so, yeah, this is going to be a, a really cool concert. We're excited to play at. And we just found out that Carlos is coming up. Yeah, to come see it's going it. to be so that's so exciting. a lot of fun. We're going to play you guys out with a track that was suggested on our Facebook page um, by Sean, Sean K. So thanks a lot, Sean, for this suggestion. Um, I'm really glad that we were able to include it on our playlist as the play out. This is Idle Menu from the Idle Master Cinderella Girls Starlight Stage. Uh, maybe one of the more obscure choices today. <laughs> yeah. uh, no known composer for this. All I know is it's uh, Bandai Namco, but it's it's a really fun piece of music, a great way to send you guys on your way. I had a great time today. Did you enjoy this, Will? I did. I wanted to say one thing before we end. Uh, some of you may know this, but our good friend Tim Turry, who used to be on our show a lot in years past when he lived in Minneapolis and worked for Game Informer, mm-hmm. now works for Capcom. And it's so exciting that now they're launching Mega Man 11. Yeah. And Tim is working there and he's been a part of the game and a part of the promotion. And I just. Very cool. I really want to, you know give a word on the podcast of congratulations to Tim because I know that was just kind of one of his dreams and it's so exciting to get yeah. to see you know one of your friends get to have their sort of dream moment come true so that's just been really touching to yeah, see. Yeah so definitely check out Mega Man 11 very exciting release let's hope that there's many more great Mega Man games to come. We're going to play you out with Idle Menu. My name is Carl Brueggemann and I'm Will Brueggemann. Have a great week everybody. Peace out.